I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Over on this week's Patreon-exclusive episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we discuss 21 or 22 frets. Does it make a difference? Does anyone care? What difference does one fret actually make? You can hear our thoughts at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello there. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello there. That was very enthusiastic. <laughs> Ready. I, can see I can't you, believe we're all here. You've had Ready. a few uh, a few dandelion and burdocks this evening. Oh, we've had <laughs> we've had a dandelion and burdock each and a, a non-alcoholic pina colada. Yeah. I had Shandy two bass. dandelion and burdocks. Never. Didn't have any of the pina colada. Never the shandy bass, Matt. I used to go to this. I used to go to this pop punk club night, uh, basically every week, right. and um, it was at this venue, Sticky Mike's Frog Bar, which wow. is a Brighton staple. Oh, that is good. Um, I mean, downstairs is. I mean, it's called Sticky Mike's for a reason. And, yeah, you know? it's real sticky. Um, so but, sticky. But there. the um, the uh, what they used to do there was when they first opened was uh, they made pina coladas in slush puppy machines. Oh, that's nice. And they were like two quid or something, and that was basically all I drank uh, between the ages of twenty four and twenty six. Oh. it was fantastic. They're oh. real boozy. Real oh, boozy. they were fantastic. Lots um, lots coming up on the show this week. We're going to be talking about brand new products from TC Electronics, some new stuff from. Marzio, um, some stuff from IK Multimedia, a brand new pedal from Zvex, uh, and something from a company called Wrist Grips. And which, we're going to take some questions. And we're going to take some questions uh, from the Facebook group and also from the Instagram, which is something that we've never done before. Um, but first off, I thought we could talk about what we've been up to this week. Joey B, quite a big week for you because <laughs> everyone is commenting on how they're listening to the Polymath album. Did it, poor, poor did, people. Did it come out this week? Uh, yeah, it came out on Record Store Day, whenever that was, the, the Friday? Saturday. Friday. Was that Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, no, yeah. well, it came out on the Friday then, which is okay. the release so day. So where's my it? copy? Uh, oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I was just going to give it to you when I saw you next to save on the postage. No. 
right. want it posted. I want to listen to it. Fine. All right. I'll send it to you. I mean, surely it's on Spotify, right? Yeah, yeah. You can listen to it for free. You don't have to yeah, buy it. It's but not as good as putting on the record for the first time. I would argue it's actually better because yeah. you don't have to do anything. That's true. We did, like a, we did a vinyl only release. It was good. Well, was how, good. Is it, how is it vinyl only if it's, it's on, on Spotify? Spotify? Oh, yeah, that's true. No, no think about that. No cassettes. No, no cassettes. We actually no did put discs. this one out on mini disc. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> The uh, Laserdisc version is not available. But um, yeah, it was good. It's a, it, we put out a double album. It's our big, long, 80-minute double album. What's it called? Uh, depends which way you fold the record. It's, uh, it's I a, hate you so much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reversible spine, the cover, so it can be called House reverse of Wisdom. Reverse your spine. It can be called ground. House of Wisdom, or you can fold it the other way, and it's called We Are the Devil. And the How tracks, much the tracks have different titles depending on which way you fold it. How way. much was the sleeve? I like the, the sleeve alone, because <laughs> I've never seen a reversible. Yeah, a lot of money. Uh, Eleven quid, I think. Was just the, for the sleeve? Oh no, that's I only know sleeve and records. I know what the cost price. Oh, was. Uh, sure, well, you've just told everyone the cost price. Fantastic. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's just a gatefold, isn't it? It's just that. No, got work on no, sides. it had to have an extra wide, like reversible. Um, spine, uh, but yeah. Is it, not gonna, is, it, is it just a normal gatefold? Is it not mm. going to like break after a, a while of? Open? Probably. The, I mean, we you know that we recommend that you choose what you choose title one you want of, and stick to it. Right. Okay. <laughs> you should have made it like one of those reversible bomber jackets where it's blue on one side and then you fold it inside itself mm. and it's orange on the outside. That'd oh, be yeah. That that would have been good. That would have been a good idea. I mean, that is what they've done. Well, yeah. yeah, but like, just make it blue and orange. It's actually it's more it's it's more than a double album as well because we've uh, um, we're not going to sort of announce it too many places. It doesn't matter. Except on the podcast, yeah, it doesn't matter. I say on here, but like, you've, you've obviously cleared this next statement with the rest of your band, and they're sure no. they they know that you're going to make this announcement tonight. No, no, the record label told us not to say anything until like for you know for in, until we do the the actual launch of this, which we're doing in like half a year. But uh, we've hidden tracks in between the um, in between the. The run out groove. grooves, yeah, which is cool. So there's there's even more music on them on the, on the double record. It's really good. What do we get? We got like uh, we've had one ten out of ten, five stars from Joe's mum, nine out of tens. <laughs> it's been good. It's like reviews have been really strong, which is which is hilarious, yeah, considering I mean. how how we sort of went out there. We were like, let's try and make the most unlistenable, pretentious record we possibly can, and all the reviews are coming back being like, this album is. Oh, Prog Magazine said it was an early contender for album of the year, which is cool. Prog Magazine matters to me, Mark Packham. Glowing reviews (laughs) from the world's number one Prog Magazine. Prog Prog Magazine. Magazine. (laughs) Um, In slightly pretentious, slightly less pretentious band news. Wait, 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 wait. Can can I do the bad news? Go on. On my news first. Do you you remember before we podcasted, I said I have a terrible story. Oh, yeah. It's been the worst day of my life. I got on the bus this morning. With your day saver? Uh, no. Did you smoke the reefer in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Such a niche <laughs> reference. <laughs> I, uh, I got on the bus this morning and I was in a good mood because we got like another really Seems good, unlikely. good review like this morning that I just read. And I was like, oh, good mood. Got on the bus. I had a hard case with me. I was bringing a Music Man Cutlass into work. And uh, I, the bus is really busy because I got on a slightly earlier bus. And I got to a seat and it was like one of those fours where they're all facing each other and and I, I sat down and like everyone took up all the other seats around me and I sat down and then after a moment I became aware that the seat was wet and uh, I was like I can't really move now because I'm sort of sandwiched with this this hard case <laughs> <laughs> and sort of and there were people standing there. it was a really busy bus you know and I was like it's gonna be fine 
It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell from your tone of voice, Joe, that it was not fine. It's a 20-minute bus ride, and it was like after about 10 minutes, I became aware that it was really quite a wet, smelly seat. Oh. <laughs> Did you sit in pee? Uh, was it wee-wee? And then, like, when it was coming up to my stop, I had to get up. And then, like, you stand in the aisle whilst I was waiting for the bus to come to a stop. And the jacket I'm wearing today, as you can see, is is short. So, and I'm wearing blue jeans. <laughs> so did did it's the one day a week I wear blue jeans. So you're still wearing the jeans now. I'm sitting in this. Yeah, I had to dry myself off when I got to. I was got it off pee? The, uh, well, I did. It smelled. If it was pee, I think it was baby pee because it wasn't. It's not that pungent. It's just sitting on one of your chairs right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Well, Why do you go around and get changed, well, you idiot? Well, because I dried myself off in the bathroom and it didn't smell too bad, so I just I mean, carried on. You smell too bad, to... Joe. Any amount of smelling like pee is too bad. I'm not convinced it was pee because what else could it have been? It could have just been, it, you know, it could have just it, there was it could have been a soft drink. Someone could have spilled a soft drink. It doesn't smell that bad. <laughs> like, honestly, it doesn't... Some sort of ammonia-based soft drink. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I went and, like, scrubbed and, and like, and, 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 and tried to dry my, my trousers when I got to work. But, yeah. Did you take them off? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, took, I had to so take them off. So he was just stood in the, the gag like, bathroom. Like, just God, this is even my own urine. <laughs> But Not yeah, this time. I was just like, oh man, and and you know, where the bus stops, it's still a good sort of couple of minutes walk down the high street to sort of where where the GAC offices are. And I was like, oh, loads of people will have seen me. So anyway, so that was my day. That 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 was my day. One of the worst days ever. I got three questions for you. Yeah. One, why you get in the bus? Because oh, I had a hard case. I didn't want to walk the forty-five minutes. That's true. That's true. Two. Why didn't I you can't just, get that bus again now. Why didn't you just change your trousers? Go home but, and change. Where, when get, would I, as soon as I'd noticed it was wet, I would have gone, yeah, this is my stop. I'm getting off. I had go, to, And then go back to my house. I had a meetings with, with Music Man. Call him and say, this horrible thing has happened. I'll be half an hour late. What, yeah. Why does this guitar smell of urine? <laughs> <laughs> question three is... Speaking of guitars that smell of urine... Question three is... Why are you telling us this on the podcast right. where not only we can hear it, which is embarrassing <laughs> enough, but the thousands listening at home can also listen to well, it. Well, I just thought I'd share it. And call I mean, you Pee really, Pants Branton. It really, was, it really was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. And I wanted to share the story. I wanted to sort of lighten my load. <laughs> Someone certainly had lightened their load on the uh, previous bus. <laughs> but it's quite an early bus. Who even has time to wee? Excuse me? Are you justifying the fact that someone pissed on the bus and that you sat in it? We don't know that it's we. It could have been a soft drink. I think we have lowered the tone uh, far enough. Jay, uh, this week you saw a band called Penis. (laughs) (laughs) I did see a band called Penis. Yeah. Okay. Spelled P-E-A-N-E-S-S. Yes. Um, Penis. Tell us about them. Uh, They're a very good band. They're from Chester. Uh, oh, I don't like Chester. I've never been to Chester. Oh, nice. What's wrong with it? Just boring. Really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spat on my drink. Good. Well, I'm glad that uh, any of our listeners from Chester... Uh, I don't think there's anyone there. No? No. Okay. Well, do you think the three people that they play were, guitar were in they left. this week? Yeah. yeah, I mean, none of them were at the show that my band played up there. I think less people turned up to that show than any show we've ever played. Uh, in fact, I think my hairdresser showed up and that was it. Why was your hairdresser in Chester? He lives there. 
Why do you go to Chester <laughs> to get your hair cut? I don't. He was just there temporarily. I think he was back home. It doesn't matter. It's not important to the story. Stop Stop telling stories tonight, Joe. Seriously, because it's uh, yeah, it's not working out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw this band called Penis, uh, who I've been wanting to see for quite a while. Um, they were really good. It was their first Brighton show. I'd asked them to play a couple of times, and it hadn't worked out. And uh, yeah, I went to <laughs> I went to this show. It was an all dayer. Uh, there was like ten bands playing. Oh. Uh, I didn't know any of them except for Penis. Uh, so what I did was um, show up five minutes before they played, paid nine pounds to get in, watched them for 25 minutes and then went home. <laughs> and uh, f- at the, at, to begin with, I felt a bit aggrieved that I had paid nine quid to go and watch one band. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, if someone had given me a choice and that choice was you can come to this show for free, but you have to watch all the bands or you have to pay £10 and you can choose which band you watch, I would have chosen the latter, 100%. So, uh, yeah, no, I had a really good time. They're really, really cool band. Um, like, it's all, su- like, pretty simple. Um, like, the guitar work is is just, like, yeah, really, like, simple, cool, poppy stuff. The bass is really cool. But the harmonies between the two vocalists are just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was really into it. I know that you've good been gear. Into- uh, reason, yeah, I mean, a lot of Fender. It was wicked. Um, <laughs> telly, telly into a Blues Junior, of course. Really, classic yeah. combo. Uh, yeah, what the Blues Junior? Yes, punk it is. bands yeah, it's, are it's literally blues a classic juniors. combo. What's that? Punk bands. Are They're not really. A punk band. They're not really a punk band. It's oh, okay. like a sort of poppy indie type band. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they uh, the and uh, bass player was using a Jaguar bass into a uh, orange uh, bass terror and uh, yeah it sounded really good I mean there was about 12 people there so you know it was <laughs> it was quite echoey but, uh, but you yeah, know I, I thought they were great so I did that that was really good and I put on a show earlier in the week which also had some cool bands playing and again Not no, many people there. nobody was there <laughs> um, I don't know if I've got bad judgement or whether it's everyone else I'm going to go with everyone else uh-huh. I think is the problem sure, yeah, it's, sure. Uh, the kids that are wrong it's, yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe we're the bad guys yeah yeah um yeah, I was. Um, I kind of wanted to see that show, but uh, yeah, I wasn't around. Well, I only found out about it last minute when you said you were going, and mm. I already had other plans. Uh, yeah, it was good, but they're playing again very soon. So yeah, there we go. Matty, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, a lot of work, uh, work-related things. Uh, but I actually retrieved an old piece of equipment off Joe Branton. Did you? Um, oh yeah. yeah. I bought my hovercraft amp back in exchange for a katana because the bat well joe branton's band are now going all boss yes go boss uh tim switched to using two katana 100 2 12s <laughs> such a weird what? setup yeah yeah that's what <laughs> really? he uses yeah yeah that's what he uses um, now so he's got yeah because he can use because they're such perfect pedal platforms why not they're really loud and they're great pedal platforms i bet everyone in the prog scene absolutely loves you bringing the boss uh, transistor amps along with you <laughs> and they're all there with like four orange 412s it is such a vintage gear oriented orientated uh, you know genre of music it was a bit weird but but everyone agreed we, we've used them for the katanas for a couple of shows now and everyone agreed that they sound great yeah they I do. bet so um, how are you getting on with the hovercraft Matty uh, I love it I forgot how good it was and I'm glad to have it back does it, it still sound okay yeah yeah it sounds fine i mean i had to like pull it apart and clean it yeah i mean tim Ugh. um 
and the handles are permanently broken. Sort I'm of. sorry. How, God knows how they got it on there. But taking it apart, I realise how DIY it actually is. Because they're, they're modded amps. They're not like... Some amps that he makes are built from completely from the ground up, but these are actually modded Soldano clones. They're okay. basically like recapped, like totally tweaked um, Jet Cities. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I, I only found out a couple of years ago, um, and a lot of the Dwarvenauts, unless you buy a completely hand-built one, are, yeah, Jet City 20s, which are basically designed by the guy at Soldano and then built by Jet City in the in China. I see. Cool. Okay. Um, and then they pull a load of components out, and they everyone he's done, I think he's on serial number like 300 and something now. Blimey. Um, is completely different. And this one's 153. Retro valve prototype number one hundred and fifty-three. Uh, it sounds great. Yeah, whenever it's, I've um, whenever I heard them at your house, it always sounded uh, always sounded fantastic. Yeah, I've I've kind of got it dialed really low gain. Obviously, it does the super doomy sort of heavy stuff, but actually, really low gain. It it just sounds like an old Marshall. It's great. It's yeah, really really nice. So that in conjunction with the Morgan, which is far cleaner and a lot more bass heavy, going through two two twelve standing next to each other, it's like having this mega 4x12 really nice in a flat that I can't really ever have too much volume actually that's not true I've got new middle neighbours and uh, they don't have a baby so actually I can play slightly louder for slightly longer because normal humans really appreciate the uh, the ungiggable rig blaring full yeah. blast <laughs> yeah exactly babies exactly, cannot you know. tolerate it especially when I put you know fuzz and octave and then another octave on for that all that sub yeah the most doomy the most doomy it could possibly be i'm sure they love it in this like victorian house yeah yeah where the floors are definitely not paper thin no no um matt you would have been uh, proud of me this weekend i don't know if you watched the uh it wasn't this weekend sorry last weekend um we didn't i don't think we talked about it in last week's show no, i remember i watched the uh, i watched the video for a while yeah i um i did a little live stream to the facebook group of me building a little uh, little pedal board little pedal board nano yes it was no a not train. nano yeah, it was Na- a nano. pedal train nano. Sorry, yeah, pedal train nano. Yeah, the yeah. smallest one that they do. Yeah, so, not even the plus. So uh, if you uh, have a look at the Facebook group, you'll see how I managed to squeeze in four pedals onto a onto a nano, including the uh, Strymon Flint. So TU three, T three Dunlop Echoplex preamp, uh, the Flint, and then a uh, Ditto Looper, all on there. And so now I've actually got a little setup that I can actually use at home. I've got the four pedals. Um, still going into the front end of the little uh, Hughes and Kettner Tube Master 5, which I'm going to keep, I've decided. Um, and, uh, yeah, I even went out and for the first time in my life bought an actual guitar stand. Ooh, really? Well, I, why didn't you just ask me? Um, and he would have nicked you one um, from I the shop. You, I would have <laughs> just pinched you one, mate. I'll tell you why. I went into the shop and uh, for two weeks running, you didn't have the guitar stand that I wanted. Oh, do you so. want one of those Hercules ones yeah, for, I bought, your, I bought, for your nitro? Is it something that... Uh, Who'd you buy it from, Mark? Go on. I, I bought it on Amazon instead. Uh-huh. Something few people know about is the, 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 those Hercules stands and why it's so important to get them. Um, Go on. Nitro safe. Yeah. But, but when you say few only... people know about it... Yeah, I don't think it's incredibly commonly known. No, oh, really? I'd be oh, interested maybe, to see out, maybe of just... our, out of our listeners who who oh, is okay. aware that if you have a nitro-finished guitar, you they, should buy a Hercules to, Well, you need to make sure you get a nitro-safe guitar. Maybe being a uh, uh, accessories aficionado, uh, <laughs> I, uh, it was something that I was always very aware of. Um, and also, excellent um, upsell tactic 
as well people in the shop a uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, shop talk for you there my friends is uh is it's uh because it's true it's true someone comes in they're like i want to stand cheap one yeah stand cheap one i'm like, my let's pull don't don't what's it for mate what's it for oh, don't, oh, no, no no this is what you need and they're like yeah okay fine i mean you definitely should get a decent stand even, always never you even know, though don't they're not so does it stop the yellowing on white Les Pauls? <clears throat> I think white Les Pauls are, are a bit of an anomaly, to be honest with you. They're, yeah. they're, I, I've never Ooh. found a way to keep oh, them safe. Oh, Sorry, we're boring. You're keeping your no, awake. No, no. That just, that just made me think. There are two white ES Les Pauls at GAC at the moment for £1,500 for a Memphis-built ES yeah, Les Paul. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's, that's a great deal. I, I I I really want to get one. I almost got one. If I didn't hate Manic Street Preachers quite so much, <laughs> I would get one. Talk, talking <laughs> talking about Gag quickly. Um, you took in something rather interesting this week. The uh, oh yeah, Groove yes. Tubes combo. Oh, no, I didn't care about that. I care about yes. the uh, the guitars. Yeah, I know. Well, you took in loads of stuff this week. Do you want to just well, talk about because the Groove Tubes thing was the thing that you were going crazy about on the well, Facebook? Yeah, that group. was super cool. Um, yeah, we took in a load of stuff off of one collector. He basically. Um, just wanted to make some space. So he sold us, I think it worked out, I think the, the job lot was £40,000 worth of gear. Okay. And that was uh, acoustics, electrics, and amplifiers. Let's hope people don't work out everything that he sold to you because they'll work out roughly what he, what you paid for them <laughs> all. Are, I'm happy to tell people what we paid for them all. Um, don't, definitely do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, he had a massive uh, collection. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start a sentence like that. <laughs> he had a a, a huge uh, co- co- <laughs> a collection of um, of Taylor guitars. Actually, he had a, a, a yeah, like um, I can't remember. They they were saying he. I think he owned a guitar shop or worked very closely certainly with taylor because he had one of virtually every single limited edition release they've done in the last decade including the palette guitar i think we've told the story about the palette yeah. guitar before packham why don't you yeah well i mean basically basically taylor claimed that um because of the way they construct their necks you know with the bolt-on uh system they could make a good sounding guitar out of anything even you know hypothetically a uh, a pallet from their warehouse so that hypothetical situation turned into an actual situation he when made they made a load of guitars 50 out, 50 yeah. guitars out of pallets from the warehouse yeah and they were so sorry go on matt i'm sorry, sorry Sam, you've also got the cujo yes we do legendary cujo guitar which is it's the based on the Stephen King novel, I think. Is, did he write Cujo? And it's just basically got a ridiculous uh, inlay of like this, like giant cat. Yeah, that's it. So there's a he's got one. There's one with a. The the deal is they're they're very fancy looking tailors, all with different inlays in because it's part of their limited run. Where they have a very very arty twelfth fret inlay that normally spans half the half the neck. There's one with like a carp. There's uh, there was an elephant one. Uh, there there was turtles. yeah there's, there was some tur- there were some sea turtles. Uh, there was a dog, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there was a dog. Um, the pallet guitar has a forklift truck across the. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it has a forklift truck. I've never seen a picture of one. Yeah, I need to have a look. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty special. Who's this one um, that's signed? Who is it signed by? I, I don't know, mate. I'm not sure. I couldn't. It's tell got a signature you. right across the front. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I'll be honest. If I if I wanted to play an acoustic with absolutely zero character, I'm sure I'd play Taylor. But oh, uh, that's <laughs> oh, that's harsh. But uh, you know, as I'll keep playing Gibsons instead. 
Um, but anyway, the, the the acoustics aside, they were interesting. Uh, but the yeah, the best things were there was a real three quarter size Gibson Melody Maker, which I really thinking about buying. Is it is it not on the website yet? I can't uh, see it. It's it's <laughs> supposed to be up on the website. I think. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I might. Uh, we'll I see. see. I'm deciding. I'll I'll decide tonight. I'll decide tonight. But anyway, it's fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, it's great. Three quarter size, uh, single pickup, single coil. Um, still tuned E to E, right? Yeah, still tuned E to E. Actually, I was speaking to um, one of our purchases, Alex Ballantyne. He has one, and he tunes his uh, G to G. He's got a three-quarter. Yeah, uh, uh, Alex Alex Ballantyne, for listeners' reference, is about six foot six. So him having a three-quarter size, uh, but he's got what an old three-quarter melody maker. Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. I know, I know. Weird, isn't run it? into people who have actually got them it's such know, a like, exactly. rare guitar which is exactly why I think I might well buy it you I should mean, it's a good price it's cool and there's also it's a collectible piece though is it really it's never going to like massively oh, go up yeah, I plugged it in and it was fine G it sounded G, great that's the same as the Billy Corgan that just came out yeah. yeah yeah I guess so it's cool which is very cool, cool. Idea. there was also a real 58 uh, Les Paul Junior special yep refinished into a nice sort of clear lacquer was butterscotch that's very nice I liked that a lot TV yellow a TV yellow, that's what I meant, sorry. And there was a um, a completely chrome custom shop, early 2000s that is, Stratocaster. That's the weirdest one. It's so weird, because yeah. it's not like a chrome finish on on a body. It's a chrome body. It's, yeah. It's well, so, no, it will be like a wrap, probably. Yeah. It'll be a wooden centre with a I, chrome wrap. I don't think it is, mate. You wouldn't you, you wouldn't be able to lift it if it, it was... Then it's hollow. It's It, it weighs a tonne. Sorry, Matt? I was going to say, if you want me to find out, I'm pretty sure I've got the book... That guitar features. Yeah, yeah, find it. It it sounds like a resonator. There's like no sustain, and it sounds like a resonator. Yeah, so weird. uh, It won't be hollow. It will be that there'll be some sort of wooden center block, and then it'll be wrapped in the chrome. But uh, what I find interesting about those guitars is they're from a time of before the custom shop were had settled into what they do now, which is pretty much the Time Machine series. You know, new old stock, closet classic, relic, heavy relic. Back then, they were just making stuff that was like we've dipped a guitar in chrome or well, we've do. made this one that looks like it, the knobs are made of old billiard balls. <laughs> well, they did the um, uh, the Robbie Robertson uh, from the band? Yep, the band. Uh, in that, like, chromed... Right. Remember there was that, like, sort oh, of I do remember. bronzed... Yeah. Uh, no, but bronzed that was nice. Stra- it was quite nice. That, I mean, that, that, that's I mean, based on... Having, having, having been at NAMM... Having been at NAMM... Being like... like Blah blah blah. Haven't been at Nam. Some of the mad stuff that yeah. was in the in the custom shop. But they used. There. What I'm saying is they used to just do that. Sure. Stuff. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. But a lot of the time now, it's it's what is made is what people were ordering. You know. Yeah. Hmm. As opposed to back then when it was kind of okay. Well, let's show people what we can do. But I don't think you could even order that stuff then. I think it was it was just a kind of mad offshoot doing custom guitars rather than. Here's a nice 50 Strat and Fiesta Red. It might be a bit relict. It might not be. It was, uh, yeah. Here's something where it's got a picture of dogs playing poker on the uh, on the body. That's a great one. I love the billiards one. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not so making this up. Actually, that guitar. Actually, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Um, so, Matt, have you found the details on it on the Chrome uh, Strat? No, I will, I will find it though. But yeah, that okay. Groove Troop Tubes combo. Well, was that was really the, cool. That was the thing that interested me the most. Obviously, I like the Junior Special a lot. But the thing that you posted up that made me think, like, this is a weird thing to own, was that yeah. Groove Tubes amp. So yeah. explain what it was. So that was part of the Soul O. Uh, yep. That was a Soul O. In a finish that I haven't seen the Soul O in before, it's normally in, in a 
black Tolex every time I've seen it. Um, but they were they were quite in, like uh, reportedly and and yeah that it was an absolutely fantastic like clean pedal platform amp with yeah. buckets and buckets of headroom. It might be the heaviest amp I've ever picked up. Um, <laughs> Which it was sort of like I was like, great, a one twelve that's a perfect pedal platform. Um one you know, this is a great solution for people who don't want to bring a massive amp to it, but it it, it literally weighs more. Like you yeah. might as well bring a big amp. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, and uh, these these amps, the solos, came with a rack space in yes, the they did. in the head. So good. Because so they good. they released but it was quite a unique size as well, because because uh, the there is what's filled in there is a an a, a, oh I can't remember now, it was a reverb unit. An Alesis, it was an Alesis, MIDI yeah. verb or something. But it's not just it's it's the Alesis reverb unit that was made specifically for groove tubes because it was a special sized <laughs> rack. Really? Unit. Is yeah, it not yeah. just like nineteen inch racking? I, I don't, that's what I thought. That's okay. what I thought. And then the only reason I think that it isn't that is because it says on the Alesis thing it's got the little groove tubes logo on it. Oh right, weird. Yeah. Weird. Okay, I need to look into that because from your photo, I assumed it was just well, yeah, I mean, any bit yeah. of rat kit goes in there. Yeah. That's that's what I thought until I saw that little Weird. mark. Okay, yeah. yeah, I need to do a bit of research. But so, yeah, absolutely bonkers. But what a wonderful thing to have like a rack space in a combo. It's like the perfect blend of of sort of vintage and modern. I mean, it, it, if, it looks if, horrendous, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's quite a fun thing yes, to have. It looks. I mean, that Tolex is a little bit sort of Marshall tattoo series. Isn't yeah, it? but it's uh, <laughs> Matt. I think you should. Um, if it is just nineteen inch racking, you should buy one and. Own only use the Line 6 FM4 filter, mod, mod, uh, <laughs> filter modeler in there. Um, and yeah, just have that as the only effect that you ever use. I thought it looked like a really cool amp. I was like, actually, that's a really good idea. Yeah. More people should make amps that have built-in rack spaces. Do you know what sort of money it's up for? I, I'm afraid I don't know. I don't think we've got round to it yet. We're, there's so many guitars, so we're adding them as we sort of get round to them. I keep having to move the Melody Maker to the bottom of the pile, but uh, yeah, we're working Just them. buy it. Yeah, Just buy will. it. Probably will. Probably will. Oh, do you know what else? Was, there was a load of um, uh, Young Chai Felix, a load of Felix Strats. Oh, really? Really good. Then he, really Phoenix. Good. Fe- what did I say? Felix. Felix. I meant Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. Was there uh, any tellies? No, just the strats, but uh, really good ones. A There's a really nice butterscotch one and a really nice uh, blue one, sort of Lake Placidy. I'd blue. like a Phoenix telly. That, but, but they, yeah, they all had what looked like lace sensor style pickups in oh, that's a shame. and did a bit of delving <laughs> on them and they're all mini humbuckers, like low output humbuckers. Weird. Yeah, in sync, okay. yeah like really weird, but both of them sound great and I think I think they're up for like 250 quid yeah they um, those guitars you know because they're essentially like Tokai's and you know they're basically the same guitar um, and you know the Squire JV's they're, they're kind of all made in the same place yeah uh, or similar places and um that's the brand that hasn't never really caught fire price wise you can always get them for a couple of hundred quid yeah um whereas you know try and buy a jv strat now and i saw one on uh, ebay the other day for 1200 pounds <laughs> um which is well, I mean, yeah I, I have to say the, the the phoenixes were absolutely remarkable sort of having them in our de- demo room next to like some nice fenders um a sterling by music man i was like wow like this this feels if i was if i was here with a like a Fender Classic series and this this Phoenix, I I, I think yeah. it would be a you know it would be a tough call between them. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, Even though the price difference is so vast. They're hidden gems I've not really thought about for a long time. Maybe I need to dig out a Phoenix telly. I thought, well, actually, I'll tell you what, that butter, butterscotch one's already gone. Mike Fallon bought it immediately. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, Like we're just saying people's names who people yeah, listening. Okay. You've got to remember, though, well, yeah. you're not just talking to us. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. It's, he's a he's a GAC employee. <laughs> yeah, he, he bought that immediately, but the blue one's still there. I might, I might okay. get it. I reckon you've got yourself a little bargain on your hands if you do. With that, shall we dive into some of this week's brand spanking news? News! Mark Packham. Sorry, you ruined the I wanted segue. to say brand spanking new and then you say news, but then I got confused and I said news anyway. Right. Let's just say news again. <laughs> it's been literally 160 it's, episodes. It's been <laughs> one week since you looked at me. Um, Three heading aside, it's crazy. First up, Three this days week, since the living room. Two brands. That's not your fault, I can't tell you. Two brand new products. I know most of the words. That TC song. Electronics. Um, first up, the Aeon Sustainer and the 2290 Digital Delay Plugin and Controller. Okay, so two sort of retro-ish products brought back to life. Really, in, really in, weird. In in a very, very so TC just keep doing stuff. Just keep doing. First of all, keep doing stuff, and secondly, just keep releasing surprising stuff. I mean. Had was that um, butterfly pedal that they released a couple of weeks ago? Not uh, not mad enough. Uh, now they're releasing real. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might get. Sc- I, I thought was, I thought I you maybe I, I thought you go, maybe switched off whilst I, I started talking. Bit. I did a little bit, and I was like, "Wait, what is he talking about?" <laughs> oh yeah, April Fools. <clears throat> um, so first of all, let's let's start with the twenty two ninety. So the twenty two ninety was a bit of a sort of staple eighties um, uh, outboard. Uh, studio delay th- thing. It was a, ra- a rack, a unit. rack, a, a piece of rack gear that yeah. was that was one of the big things that made uh, it looks TC, like an ATM TC popular back in the day. And um, when they first released the flashback delay, um, one of the settings on there was the twenty two ninety, and that was the thing really that people got 
got very very excited about. I, I remember, you know, sort of the old the old boys would come into the shop and be like, oh my gosh, it's got a twenty two ninety on it, fantastic, and it did sound really really sweet. Um, but what they've done is they have reimagined it in the form of a uh, of basically sort of downloadable software as a plugin. Now the problem that I've always had with plugins is it's so difficult. You you don't have knobs to twirl. Um, and it can just be a little bit difficult to get any real sort of sound out of it that you feel comfortable with. But what they're doing here is they have actually I- included a uh, uh, and like an outboard controller. So it looks a bit like a delay pedal, but there's no... You can't plug your guitar into it. It's more of a, um, like a console, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of desktop like a desktop controller. Yeah, is how I absolutely. Would it. And um, it looks it looks fantastic, and it allows you to control everything uh, on through the plugin on your computer, like you would do uh, any normal plugin. But you've actually got something tangible to touch. Nice bit of hardware. And the thing is, is it's it's three hundred and fifty quid, which I have to say seems pretty reasonable to me. If it's going to do everything that the old 2290 used to do, which they say it does. Um, in fact, some of the... Well, I'm just reading the press release here. It says that some of the uh, code for the original, they lost, and they've had to re-code to make it back to where it was. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, seemed, it seems really cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens here. I think this is an area of kind of... The, the world of like sort of boutique that we don't really see very much of nowadays i think that i mean this is a bit of studio kit really which is why we don't we wouldn't normally completely. talk about something like this but i think because of the success of the 2290 on the <coughs> on the pedals um yeah it makes sense you could imagine this as a guitar product you not can't put it on your pedal board that's the problem well sure i just want, I just want to put so, it on my pedal hang board. on matt knight are you you of all people complaining that stuff is not giggable is that what is well, that what I just I, heard? I have, I have actually got an idea um, <laughs> about potentially how it could work. Um, Does it involve I'm the not, ESA? Sure. Maybe I've, <laughs> I've got a few ideas, but so, I can't. Don't think I can talk about the product I want to use it for. It's not a Boss product. It's something else. I don't think I can talk about it. What yet. is it? Tell us. No one. Just tell us. <laughs> You're just talking to us, though. Oh, it's, so it's a secret product that we can't talk about yet. Uh, yeah, we. I think everyone knows about it. Oh, is it? Or is it all that new boss stuff that you leaked to us the other week? Hold on, I've got that document here. So. <laughs> yeah, just, let's just open that up and, uh, and crack through that. Spoilers. Um, no, I've, I've. No, I've, I've got an idea. Okay. Um, all right. Well, maybe if we can it. talk about that idea next week, uh, you <laughs> can, we can actually talk. About yeah, it. yeah. Let's see what happens about it. But so that's the first thing that TC have done. Also this week, TC have um, released. What well, they've been very careful to uh, describe as a string exciter. Um, an elbow. I, I don't think they've called it an elbow. Imagine if they called it the elbow. <laughs> Why would you ever not? That would be fantastic. I think Great that idea. probably strays into some dangerous territory there. <laughs> it doesn't work in Swedish. Uh, Danish. Danish. Come on, keep up. Sorry. Um, Scander something. So anyway, jeez, oh, honestly. Um I was just having a little read on this, trying to figure out what the what the difference is between this and perhaps a uh, another product that exists <laughs> that maybe runs with B 
Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> Rocksteady and Bebo. Um, so I mean, Music Radar have gone <laughs> with the headline uh, TC Electronic Take on the Ebo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody is uh, any under any real illusions here that that is essentially what they're doing. And it's, and it's cool because very, very few products have ever come out that uh, do what the Ebo does. And that's, I think, down to the fact that Ebo got got it right. They got it right so early. I mean, this was patented in 1978 yeah. and nothing has come close. Now, I won't pretend uh, to be able to understand exactly how it works, but my understanding is that um, the Ebo basically, and I'm sure there's going to be people yelling at the, the yelling in their cars whilst I bumble my way through this. But you, Give us your interpretation. I'm sure me and Matt can help you out. I think what it is, is that the Ebo creates a magnetic field, which is what boogies the string about and the you know boogies the string about moves the string yeah boogies it and whereas the um eon has alternating transducers so essentially electromagnets running there's like an electro electric current running from one side to the other which is doing it very fast and that is i guess also creating a magnetic field but in a very specific way is that right I think with the TC one as well, they're saying you don't have to hold it over a pickup. So the Evo yeah, ideally works yeah, yeah. with the neck pickup because you go to the bridge, it's too bright and too harsh. So you want to use the neck pickup, but you kind of have to like find the sweet spot. Otherwise, it's too loud or, you know, it's just like too powerful. So I think this one you can kind of... Well, that's because this is, this, is, this is boogie in the string as opposed to like creating a magnetic field around the yeah. pickup that's what it sounds like to me when they say tr- two transducers moving that would suggest that they're like t- there's two things there's a thing either side yeah. basically moving uh, the string like yes. Ghostbusters rather, I don't know what that means rather than yeah putting the string into a magnetic field that yes. vibrates the string so yeah. which is what I said but I said it in a in a yeah I just don't really bumbly way I'll be curious to hear I know that the <laughs> guys mean, at, I don't know what to tell I know you. the guys at 60 Cycle Hum have got a demo video up which I hey. haven't had time to watch yet exactly where, where? Um, exactly so um, yeah I uh, I need to have a have a listen and see how it works because I don't quite understand the technology but I'd like to because do you know what I think is clever about this is that Ebo has one product and for like a music store to justify like setting up a new supplier and being like oh what 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 are we buying from Ebo oh we just get the one Ebo or and the Ebo plus but that's no, the, the same Ebo product plus that is, is the, the only product oh. yeah so why don't they just make a bigger one and a smaller one then they'd have three products the How, Ebo what? the Ebo <laughs> Nano and the Ebo Plus. What do you mean a smaller one? Well, you'd have like... What, like... Yeah, like, one that you hold like a Plectrum, one that you talking? hold like an Ebo, and one that you hold like a like a rock. <laughs> like a giant hold, yeah, like a like rock. like a hamburger. One that, one Why don't that, they make one the size of a barrel? I mean, I can, I can see uh, TC bringing out like the, the, the Eon... X6 and oh, yeah, that like, like does it. all yeah. the strings I'm at the same it. time I'm into it I, um, it just looks like a comb yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Vond the Vove Wand the, it's spelt W-O-N-D by Paul Vo it's, the, it's basically an Ebo but in like a handheld wand but it's a microphone that records the harmonic of the string and then plays it back that sounds ridiculous Great. And then you can store several layers of different recorded harmonics. 
I'm into it. And then it. it'll play that it sounds, back through the pickup. I mean, Joe heard the word uh, wand, and he is thinking, oh, I've got my next 10 out of 10 review from Prog Magazine. Yeah, <laughs> that, that almost guarantees you a, uh interview right next to Phil Collins. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, yeah, cool. I want to try. I want to try one of those because I've never got on with Ebos at all. No, I, I basically can't the make them work. This, one of the things that this says is uh, you don't have to be, from what I can gather, you don't have to be anywhere near as precise as you yeah. do with an Ebo. Like the Ebo is a real skill. It takes it. It takes a lot to master it. Um, you know, for if you want to play the uh, the intro to With or Without You by U2, um, which <laughs> is a great guitar sound. How's it go? How's it go? Great. Glad we had that. I can't leave. No, 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 no. That's... No? Without you. Um, so, uh, yeah, some <laughs> exciting new products from TC Electronic. Let's see uh, Let's see how they do in the it market. It sounds like you... That, Particu- that, when people listen back, it's going to sound like you cut it there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't cut it there. You, we just looked just, at Joe. He like, just gave us a really stern look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, some brand new pickups from Demarcio, the Pandemonium Humbuckers. Who uh, wants to talk about them? I will... Um... That sounded really. Funny. I will. I will. Uh, yeah, the Pandemonium humbuckers, the signature humbuckers from Demarcio Four, Nita Strauss of the Iron Maidens. I think she plays with Alice Cooper now as well. I believe she also uh, she played on the ramp at WrestleMania this year. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Ah, yes. It's on a, a, one of three highlights on their Wikipedia page. There we go. She played at WrestleMania Thirty Four. Um, so there you go. So yeah. Um, I've I've seen like video. I've seen her like endorsing a lot of stuff recently. I think she's just got a signature Ibanez as well. Yeah. Um, so these are high output ceramic uh, humbuckers, about thirteen k. Tons of mids, tons of bass. Um, that are just designed for kind of they say works well with power chords and solos, Whoa. which are the two wow. the, the two the two types of guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the only downside I personally think is they're F space only. So you kind of have to put them in your guitar with the trem. Okay. I guess uh, if, because of her playing style, she uses the trem a lot. I kind of think you're only going to be buying this product if you're a fan of Nita Strauss. Yeah. And if you're a fan of Nita Strauss, you've probably got a guitar with a Floyd. Yeah, maybe. And her signature's got a Floyd anyway. So if you've got an Ibanez and you're trying to replicate her guitar without actually buying her signature, I guess it's the closest way. Yeah. I actually really like the cover. It's a weird. I'm guessing it's something to do with maybe her logo of yeah, some sort. Yeah, it's, it's her like, S, isn't it? It's like yeah, punched honeycomb with like her logo on that you can see the cream bobbins underneath. I was like, oh, it looks kind of. It's cool. good. It's a good looking pedal. Uh, pedal. Pedal. You're, you're programmed to say that, Joe. That's <laughs> talking about good looking pedals. Um, it Nick reminds Dodd. me of those weird like radio pickups that you got in like guitars from the 1950s yes it does yeah it's got that kind of like mesh that you'd find on a wireless gold foil yeah yeah so um basically yeah that's kind of it high output rock orientated humbuckers that come um as a set or individually um for f space so if you've got a trem you want something high output could be the way to go yeah yeah there's um again interesting i think she must have a new agent or something because I keep seeing her like pop up on everything and now she's got a load of signature gear. I think there yeah. must be uh, a renewed push for uh, for her in the so. same way that, you know, like suddenly Joe Bonamassa got massive a few years ago. 
probably because he got a new agent who went, yeah, I could sort out all these deals for you. I think that's kind of what happens. You know, these these people are kind of in the background and then suddenly it's like, yeah, you've got all the endorsees, you're on WrestleMania, you're on this film, you're doing this, you're doing this. So, I love Jobo. <laughs> no, you don't. That's such a lie. <laughs> um, talking about something that you will love, the IK Multimedia iRig Stomp IO Pedalboard. Oh my goodness me. It's oh come back from the dead. Goodness me! I was I was going to talk about the other exciting piece of news, but now you've sort of said that I'm going to talk about this. Yeah, uh, yes, the, this is incredible. We've spoken about products like this in the past. Uh, most recently, uh, Digitech um, yeah, the releasing a IPB ten. Was yeah, it well, that? Whatever. Matt? Who knows? All I all I remember is they released that product just as Apple changed over to lightning connectors yeah. so, and and GAK ended up with about 50 so of these obsolete pedal boards. Explain what this the new okay, IK yeah, multimedia so yes, yes, what I do. So this is a um, a pedal board um, uh, designed much in the same way as, as a Helix or a Headrush or a GT1000 only um, the, the software is uh, powered via your uh, iPad uh, so you would attach that to this uh, pedal board, which has uh, four individual stomps and a um, and an expression pedal, and uh, it's it, it works with amplitude software, which is something the the i the iRig pedals have all done that in the past, but they've all, always been individual stomp boxes so far that you would you know you would choose your favorite thing this allows you to create a full pedal board um, many pedal boards you know a, a, a ton of presets all using this um the 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 software uh from the from amplitude which is which is fantastic you you can use it with a phone you can use it with an ipad it doesn't have to be an apple product you can also use any any tablets and you could plug it straight into your laptop if you wanted to have your laptop on the floor which i'm not 100 percent sure i would but the fact that it will work with anything is great so you know if if um it, it something people might be worried about is is relying on something like a sort of a tablet or, or computer based thing for this but you know you can have this on your phone and on your tablet and on your laptop that's three backups and three different ways you can use it like you could just bring this and your phone to band practice for example if you, you know. I like what they've done this time is that rather than actually put like a docking station on there it's just like a plug a bar so yeah can, plug so any size will fit that, yeah. that was the biggest problem that Digitech had. It was it was geared around one product, which they should have known. Yeah, they I mean, should have known that Apple like released I mean, in, something in new fairness, every year. In fairness, it was a slightly different time. The iPad was still fairly new. Yeah, there was only so. the iPad. There wasn't the iPad Mini. Yeah, and they just it wasn't like and also and these the things, phones at the time the phones were lasting more than two years you yeah, know there, it was yeah. more it wasn't that a new phone was coming out every year which is the case now and also you know these things take 18 months to two years to develop of course so, yeah of course. of course yeah yeah um but yeah this is fine i mean like the same problem that you'd have with any of these sort of products is do you really want to put your phone or your tablet on on the floor and in this case completely unprotected I'm not sure it's a I'm not sure it's a gigging no it's not a gigging solution at all no you're absolutely right it's it's a great solution for home use I think it's a brilliant way to sort of make the most of what is a a really decent software package from Amplitude and I I love that that you can get as in-depth and as creative as this this is what I love about the Helix and the Headrush and you can do this you know not spending a thousand pounds which is pretty I tell you what I think. How I think this would be a better product, uh, and that's if it didn't have this bar at the top where your iPad goes. 
you just had the essentially the interface for the software and then you use your iPad. If you want to use it live, you have your iPad on an iPad stand, which yeah. lots of people do. Yeah. If they want to trigger through Ableton or if they want, you know, you see it quite a lot of people just having like lyrics on an iPad on the side there. Yeah. If you want to do that, that's fine. That is how I would use it. And looking at this, this honestly looks like something that I might use because I've got an iPad. I really like using it. Um, it's the sort of thing that I can have in the living room. I could put the iRigs stomp under the, under the sofa. And if ever I wanted to just play guitar, pull that out, Cable in, headphones in, iPad usually in my bag anyway, mm. and you're away. You I, know? I actually, I love this idea. I wish there were more brands doing this sort of thing because I'm not, I don't think this looks like it's great quality. Whilst it's incredibly affordable in comparison to I'm, a Helix or a Headrush, it is expensive for what it is. I'm sure it will be good because IK hardware generally is pretty I, I hope it's rock so. solid. I hope it's better than it looks. It looks rather sort of plasticky it's, yeah, it looks a bit zoom I mean, it's 505 all, it's honest, all there's no real pictures of it it's all rendered yeah, it's by all the looks renders, of yeah. um i wonder how much of it though i wonder what the actual unit is doing in terms of processing i think it's just, I think it's just a midi controller that's yeah. what i was going to say out of the box they say it is just a midi controller so you don't actually have to plug an ipad in right you can you could plug it into an h9 or an m5 or you know whatever and actually just use it to control that but if you if you can do, MIDI, I mean, in that case, if you can do MIDI learn on uh, the software, then surely you could just buy any MIDI controller that's got compatibility with phones. Well, yeah, I mean, th- this is the thing. So you could, in theory, use. Um, there was another product that was similar. That was who made it, and it was like a blue. It, there was a Bluetooth one, and there was a MIDI one, and it basically, yeah, it was just a controller for your phone. So you just buy the adapter. Go. It might have even been IK Multimedia at some point. Yeah, but I'm sure I remember a just a four button floor controller. I guess the your phone. You can, in theory, yeah, you just need the adapter. The only other thing it's work. doing though is it is providing sound card functionality. Yeah, so yes. it's allowing you to. So I guess it's doing signal both ways basically. So you could plug this into a laptop like via USB and you have it using used as your sound card, but it's also at the same time sending MIDI out to control and send audio back from the device that you've got it plugged into. Yeah. So it's, just, it's actually a bit more clever. If you end up using a laptop and you've got an interface already to record, you might as well just use amplitude. I, mean, I know you, you tend to lose the foot switch functionality, but if you're doing a lot of recording, yeah. you're probably not going to be switching a lot of stuff in and out, or you're just going to record it dry and then process it later. Yeah. I think it feels a lot of little needs, and I think some people will find it handy. Um, I don't think it's like a, definitely not a gigging solution in, in my opinion. Um, but I think it's quite cool. I can imagine having one hooked up to a laptop and just having it yeah. at the desk if you just wanted a couple of easy stomps for something. Yeah, definitely. Interesting little product. It, it does, it will power, uh, it, it's got phantom power as well. So it can do microphones and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems like a pretty good, pretty good piece of kit, I've got to say, for just sort of, you know, home use. Yeah, I agree with Matt. I'm not sure it's a gigging solution, but... Yeah. You get all the, and you get 800 quid's worth of... Um, of like plugins, I think, with it as well, mm. which, is, which is quite good, including amplitude and you know some microphone preamps and stuff like that. So maybe just for people starting out who want a little bit more control. Um, I don't know how easy it is laid out on the app though, because if there's a lot of programming, it might just put some people off. Couple more bits of news uh, this week: uh, brand new Zvex Fuzz Factory Silicon 
Matt and I, what are the uh, what's the details? So, Fuzz Factory. So, we've seen from Nam that Zvex have gone to a standard. Well, I, I say standard, like pedal size or format. So, no longer are they kind of wider. They're now standard, standard width and a little bit taller, like a like an MXR pedal or something like that. Vertical, um, I think Mark described vertical. them as yeah, recently. Yes. Yeah, vertical pedal. Which I find very range. confusing. Yeah, they, were they they had vertical in the name of that first one we were talking about this one doesn't have vertical in the name this just says silicon fuzz factory so what's the and what's the deal well basically it's all in the title it is the standard (laughs) fuzz factory contains all of the standard fuzz sounds that you'd expect from fuzz factory but it uses silicon transistors rather than germanium so part of the reason for going to silicon is and this isn't a permanent change it's just an alternative option they're not as um susceptible to heat so germanium really fluctuate with how hot or cold you are playing in, basically, which is why a vintage fuzz face will always sound totally different, or every time you plug in an old synthesizer, it will always sound sort of totally different. Um, so far more stable and provides a different type of gain. Like silicon fuzzes do sound very different. They work differently with um, humbucker pickups as well that I've, I've found, and they don't tend to be as dynamic with the volume control. So they tend to provide a more consistent sound overall. Um, you'll still get all that crazy fuzz factory kind of glitchy, weird oscillation, but the, I think the core fuzz itself will probably sound slightly different. There's no um, full video yet, um, but they are, are expected to be 229, which I think is the same price as the standard one. Cool. I like the artwork on it. The artwork's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I think they've, they've kind of, they've, you know, they they started and they did you know the boutique thing and they did all the quirky stuff and i think now they're kind of going well a lot of people want to use it and it's not as practical on a pedal board as um you know especially old ones aren't as practical and i think they're just bringing everything into a little bit more of a modern housing i guess one new one final new product to talk about this week um from wrist grips uh with their brand new compression wraps jay cross i don't understand what those words mean i've read them out i don't know what it means Oh, Joe, you know about these, do you? Yeah. Unsurprisingly, you I mean, know about Come on, Mark. You, like, the wrist grips compression wraps. I mean, that's got yeah. Joe Branton written all over it. I'll have you know, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, Compression. Sort of gimmick- no, I'm never a fan of these gimmick things. Remember all the hard time I gave to that stupid back vibrator? What about the... The, what about the bloody metronome? The metronome thing. Oh, that was a great idea. What Come are you on. talking the about? The metronome was brilliant. The back vibrator was bad. The floor... The paper printer iPad floor controller was rubbish. This is right up your street. Though. This what is about the, sort the of thing butt you buzzer? What was yeah, that called? Well, look, uh, the, I can't say the name again. The what? The what? The the drum seat that vibrates. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is yeah. it? Yeah. I'm not going to say it again yeah. on the podcast. We can't say it. Um, the, yeah, so uh, this, uh, this, this wrist grips is, uh, you know, people, people these days suffer with uh, tendonitis and hand pain these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know everyone everyone gets a bit of arthritis or 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 carpal tunnel and things like that everyone like, well that's something people get isn't it yes, anyway it is something people get so these two dudes ryan and gabe um they uh <laughs> it's true that's their names ryan solly and gabe castro okay they uh they were suffering with uh with uh, you know rsis <laughs> Can't do this seriously. It's a flipping plastic wrap for your wrist. Come on, it's solving a medical no, need. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's uh, it's Doctor Branton. 
It's Hi, uh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is uh, it's it's a plastic wrap for guitarists, which uh, and then there is some science to it. The the uh, but of course, this literally you can do this with anything that you wrap around your wrist. The pressure um, applied to your wrist uh, helps support. Uh, the hand increases oxygen and blood flow and uh, helps prevent um, tendonitis, but also to repair it if you're if you're already suffering from it. So, guitarists, if you do have it, then um, you could buy one one of these to in order to um, it, to heal that. Or if you're if you're worried about uh, getting that in the future and you like uh, looking like you're working out when you're playing guitar, then. Uh, then yeah, this uh, this wrist grip is certainly for you. Can we talk about the more important thing that's that, fine? That's that's cropped You've up. You've got one minute to talk about the important thing. So just before we podcasted, um, someone uploaded onto the Facebook group. Listeners, if if you're not on there, go then now. It will probably be further down the feed unless I have kept it alive in the fifty uh, seconds. Okay, uh, Astro Ukuleles. That's right. Um, Leonardo from Astro Ukuleles has, um, has 40 seconds has made this uh, have you ever wanted to uh, something small that's in your pocket that helps you with your arising passion for music well this is Astro Ukulele it is a foldable spaceship shaped ukulele that will fold up and spaceship pick in what? an ordinary jacket sized pocket 20 seconds it's it's an absolutely fantastic thing and you can get what were the, some of the things it's on a Kickstarter you need to find the Kickstarter listeners it's really good what were some of the things you could get on it Mark you can 10 get, seconds you could get a paper you can get a paper print off you of get a paper it. ukulele you can get a paper drawing of it on there you can get this ukulele for, two, for like $200 one, it's really finish. good there we go. Very good. If you want to hear Joe Branton uh, try and say a lot more words, Astro in not, not many uh, breaths. Um, For what- five euros, you yeah. get a paper version of the ukulele. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is on one to one scale. <laughs> or download it for free at the bottom of our campaign. So you do. I think on that note, we should end this podcast. If you want to hear more, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Paperclips? We're from <laughs> as little as... I'm trying to do the ads. You can get paperclips on the Kickstarter listeners. I'm trying to do the ad. All right, carry on. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $1 a month. You, you can, can get su- paperclips. Pu- support the guitar. Yeah, talk about people trying to fleece you for money. <laughs> <laughs> more of this shite over on the Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $1 a month. You can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. And at $5 a month, you get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds podcast content every week. Um, this week, I think we're going to do some questions because we said we'd do some questions. We didn't get any time for them in the regular episode. Right. We're going to do them over on the Patreon. For $10 a month, you get your name read out like these people have. What song are we doing? You're on your own. Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Gruel, Nate Nagel, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Baker, Crystal Rapsip, Zane Over, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Witzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lawson, Juan Coyer, Scott 
Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Manchester, Steve Michael, Blair Toms, Mark Croft, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Bill Gravett, and of course, no one should ever forget... Colin Anderson. I, I thought you were going to struggle this week. I was trying to give everyone their money's uh, worth. I think I think you actually did a way better job this week than normal because I could actually Man. hear them rather than just. <laughs> also, I've probably read him before. In fact, I have read him for the last four or five weeks. But Tucker Amadon, what a what name! Fantastic <laughs> name. It's a great name. Absolutely. I like at the top there. We've got Tucker Amadon and Ernie Cooper. I love Ernie those Cooper's two names. Solid. I'm Emery James Baker. Three yeah. names. I'm some in. Quality names. Some quality I names. I want someone to sign up that's like in a sequence. You know, you get like a, like a Michael Bonavan the third. That's oh, what okay. I want. Yeah, 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 fine. So if yeah, if someone, even if it's not your real name, please sign up for the Patreon and give Joe like a yeah something something the third would be Michael yeah. Bonavan. Or, or yeah, I don't know. I just thought Michael of it off the top. Bonavan. <laughs> Jason Bonavan's brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just I was I was thinking if people want to start including like um life achievements as well just to make it harder or something what like like PhD Dave Smith PhD MB, MBE okay uh, yes. BA ons yes yeah. okay if you want to include that feel free just make sure you include it on if, your Patreon if, if you name. don't have one of those things like make one up or okay. you know good at tying knots say something that you're really proud of that you've done and I'll read that out can run the 100 metres in 18 seconds. No, I could definitely do that. What, what do you mean? You could, uh, what, you, if, you what if every one of these people goes like, oh yeah, uh, Martin Cliff uh, once baked a really nice pie. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Like, I would do that. I would do that. Rob Grant uh, yeah, can yeah. Once uh, carry the sofa pudding. on my own. Yeah, yeah, like anything like that. Tell yeah. us I'll, things that you're good at at the Facebook group. Once carry the sofa on my own. <laughs> <laughs> facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum you can also tell us on twitter at guitar nerds or on instagram at guitar nerds and you can go and watch some cool videos that we've made over at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos thanks very much for listening and we will see you next week cheers gang bye When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.